Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Oh, yeah. It's been a Skin Show 105.3 The Fan. Thanks for listening. Don't forget, you're going to have a chance to win $1,000 just by listening to our show at some point during this hour. Win. Well, not yet. Oh, at okay. some let's do it point, now, dude. not now. Yeah, let's do it. A, well, all right, I'll do it right now. Okay. Or not. I yeah, won't do it now. Be. At some point during this hour, you guys we, never like my will, ideas. Yep, we will give you that chance. Just have better ideas. Uh, guys, let's go around the NFL yeah. and then we'll get back into the Cowboys. But we went through the first slew of Cowboys games, and now it's time to get into round two. And let's pick up. With the game in London, bloke. Good day, mate. Welcome to glorious London. Look at my crazy teeth. I don't, I don't have a very good British Do you accent. like my fancy raincoat? That's pretty I think good. You're crushing it. What, do you, what about you, Shippy? What's yours? Hello, Governor. Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Eh? KT. It's a pretty good win we got out there, guys. Oh, that's that's good. a Gruden. That sounds like Gruden. <laughs> it does sound like Gruden. Yeah. You see uh, our team out there in London, eh? You guys uh, see uh, Stank did the game? Schlereth. Is that right? Yeah, Stank and Stockton. Raiders beat the Bears 24 to 21. First of all, that broadcast team is called Dick and Stank. <laughs> Dick Stockton, Mike Stank Schlereth. That's what that's it called. That's what it's called. Guys, that's both teams are three and two. Uh, two straight wins for the Raiders. Sir. I just never thought I'd say that the this three year. three and two Oakland Raiders. And uh, Josh Jacobs, 24th pick, part of the package to uh, get Khalil Mack or to trade Khalil Mack, what you got back. 123 yards, 26 carries, two touchdowns. So at least on that day, Khalil Mack didn't kill the Raiders. So at least on that day... Bears uh, have to feel, uh, or the Raiders have to feel pretty good about that. Okay, the freaking Raiders are three and two, boys. The Raiders are three and two. Did um, yeah. So we, Shippy's going to pull this audio up. I don't know if you guys heard this. Did you guys hear Gruden after the win in London? So they're keep in mind they're coming up on their bye week. Here's Gruden after they beat the Bears. I don't have a disco in here. I don't have a disco. Well, let's all start dancing. <laughs> I'm 56 years old. That's the most fun I've ever had tonight, man. I'm so proud of you. You have no idea. I mean, we've been through a roller coaster already, but what you proved today is one thing. You can beat anybody, anywhere, on any time zone. Uh, We're going to have a great flight home. We have some injuries. Uh, I want everybody to have a great bye week. You have a whole week off. Pretty just awesome. Gave, just gave him the week off. The that, whole week? The whole week. That is so great. I think man. he's backtracking on that today. Now that they're back out, it's like, guys, here's the schedule. They only have like four days off. It's you don't ever get week. a week off, though, even on no. a bye week. Yeah. Like, we've talked to Travis Frederick about his off days. His off days include going there, lifting weights, and getting, you know, physical therapy. I was sitting there thinking, it is probably bad to hang a mission accomplished banner after week five. I, that was a big win. That was a big win. But if they go three and thirteen, is that a great win? Anyways, dude, uh, I, I, this this is further proof though of what we've kind of been talking about. I think I, 
I don't want to uh, discredit the Raiders. They are three and two, but nobody fears them necessarily. And this is supposedly one of the top teams in the NFC. That defense is legit. That defense is legit, but the whole point is that I think Chase Daniel had three picks yesterday. Here's what the, the key to that game was. Yesterday, well, first of all, they were, the Raiders were down four with five minutes left and were lining up to punt on fourth and one, and they fake punted and got away with it. Beauty got the first down and ended up scoring. That's a beauty. But what they did is they got rid of the ball. Mm-hmm. You cannot, in week one when the Bears played the Packers, you saw the Packers try to do a lot of play action, and you know you don't have time to do that stuff. It's the Bears. You got to snap it and throw it because they will get to you. And they got rid of it. They did. They protected Derek Carr because of that. They threw the ball quickly. Wasn't explosive. They did that without their number one wide receiver and Tyrell Williams. And I think you got to ask questions about Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel's a good dude, right? Good locker dude. room guy. Oh, always going to be ready to go. All the all the generic good backup quarterback things you can say about Chase Daniel. Chase Daniel will not go win you any games. He will sit there. He's he will game holder. manage. Yeah. He will place hold. Yeah. And that's why I think the. I mean. The Bears are dangerous because of that defense, but they're they're very they're very um, they have holes, I guess. Is yeah, what I, could say. I agree with all that. Susceptible all right. to being beat by a bad team. All right, let's move on to the next game. The Vikings beat the Giants twenty-eight to ten. Dalvin Cook two hundred and eighteen yards from scrimmage. Wow. Uh, Daniel Jones sacked four times, threw an interception. Was lucky that he wasn't intercepted uh, uh, many more times. Uh, 38 attempts, only 182 yards. Maybe the luster is beginning to diminish on old Daniel Jones. Yeah, this is uh, pretty standard, though, right? It's going to be the ups and downs of a of a rookie quarterback. The Vikings sure as hell needed that, though. If they were going to stay alive in this whole thing, I think if they had lost to the Giants, it probably would have been end-of-the-world time. But, man, look at the North. There's not one team under 500. The Vikings are three and two. Chicago's three and two. Green Bay's four and one, and Detroit is two one and one. Yeah, Green Bay, Detroit next Monday night. Uh, Bears and Vikings play last week. We kind of saw how that went down. Uh, and now on the Stephon Diggs side of things, I want to weigh in here because five days ago I tweeted before I went to bed one night. Uh-huh. Uh, I tweeted, "Am I the only one who goes to bed thinking the Patriots might be up to something?" Oh yeah. And then today, this is what Peter King wrote in his article. The and Peter, Peter King. King. Pretty much verbatim, the exact same thing that I heard about six, five or six days ago. What? He wrote in his article. I, I, t- I tweeted it. I'll read it. I think Stefan Diggs to the Patriots at the trading deadline makes a lot of sense for a second and fourth round pick in 2020. A first rounder strikes me as too rich for Diggs, but a second and a fourth. It's like exactly what I was. Someone like hit me up and was like, yeah, hey, just keep an eye on that. I tweeted that five days ago. Prove it. And that's what I was talking about when I did it. That is because I'm not breaking news reporter guy. I didn't put specifics on. Hey, I'm here. Yeah, but I was like, that's 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 exactly why I tweeted that. Is anyone go to bed thinking the Patriots might be up to something? It's another edition of Hey, bro, check out my tweets. And it sure is. And dude, Peter King, (laughs) the Peter King, the Peter King does. I mean, he put it right there, man. He put the specifics. Set it on the table. But uh, you be you should be listening to KT when he'd be talking. He'd be I knowing mean, stuff. Now, Peter's the one who told me that five days ago. Peter King is always sliding up in your DMs. By the way, it's probably not a surprise that um, Daniel Jones didn't throw very many for very many yards against the Vikings defense. They got a dominant pass defense. They've allowed fewer than 250 yards passing in eight of their last nine games. Nine games. Nice. They do not play around. All right, yes. let's move on to the next game on the docket. The Eagles pounded the Jets 31-6, the Cowboys' next opponent. Jets 0-4, Eagles now 3-2. The Eagles recorded 10 sacks, 16 quarterback hits, 
and returned two uh, two play two fumbles for scores. Zero. I guess one was a fumble, one was an interception. But did you guys see the play where the Orlando Scandert just ripped the ball away? Took off running. I saw it, and then on the uh, right on the bench after the touchdown, he was limping the whole time. Oh, no. But, uh, yeah, it's a lot of good stuff for the Eagles. I'm impressed that Orlando's still kicking it, bros. I hope that the Cowboys need to do to the Jets what the Eagles did to the Jets, though. Okay, They so really need an easy game. They need to just dominate them all game long. Is Darnold coming back next week? Yeah, that's the plan. Okay. That's the plan. Can he die? I thought he could die. His spleen might enlarge and explode, man. He could die. I mean, I was hoping it'd be Luke Falk so the Cowboys don't have any blood on their hands should anything go bad. I'm worried that he puts mono all over the ball and then everybody gets Mm -hmm. sick. How do you get mono? Just by kissing? Making out with the ball. Not touching? Well, touching usually comes with kissing. And toilet seats. Oh, toilet seats. Dude, yeah, yeah never kiss a toilet seat. Ever. Sweating. <laughs> I mean, not even a new one. No. Some great advice, guys. Yeah. Sweating. Uh, let's move on to the next game. Panthers beat the Jags 34-27. to Panthers improved to 3-2. and Jags are 2-3. and Christian McCaffrey Man. was incredible. 237 yards from scrimmage. So he's currently the MVP of the NFL, right? No, right? who is it? That. Mahomes. No, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm just saying, like, if they give the award after week five, mm-hmm. but who's he's got the best stats? Yeah, for a running back for sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm okay with this because Mahomes is coming off two sub Mahomes games. I'm okay with this. Yeah, yeah, think about that. He's threw for 300 yards and it's still a bad game. I hear you. Uh, he, I, I, if he can hold up this usage, I mean, dude. Every time you watch them in the fourth quarter. His uniform is just bloody and dirty, and he's breathing hard at all times. Mm-hmm. And he kind of looks like Leighton Van Der Esch in the face. Um, so I, I, I don't know if they're going to kill him by giving him the ball this oh, much. They will. But he's yeah, like, no, he's unstoppable. They're man. like, guys, look, we killed Cam. Let's kill him next. <laughs> and, and by the way, you brought it up. I was real uncomfortable when Aaron Andrews came on yesterday. I was like, there's blood on his pants. I just okay. don't want to hear her say that. So here is the 12 games, 12 Carolina games since November 5th, okay? Since November 5th. Cam Newton, 0-8. Um, a 65% completion percentage, 9 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, okay? Mm-hmm. Kyle Allen, 4-0, 65%, 7 touchdowns, no interceptions. None? No He's, he's got fumbles, but no interceptions. He's a fumbler guy. Okay. Yeah. Now, he can't run. He's not a dual threat like, you know, Cam is. Cam's obviously the better player. I'm not saying, but maybe for what they're doing and they're going to get out of this contract with Cam, maybe they do just stick with Kyle Allen. I can't believe I'm saying that. I think next year they just direct snap to McCaffrey every play. Kyle Allen could be like Ariel Harado, though, just a guy who kind of holds down the fort for a month. He might just be that guy. I was hoping for that comparison. Yeah, I don't think anyone saw that one coming. That might be what he is, but I can't believe it. All right, next game on the docket. Kyler Murray and the Cards beat the Bengals 26-23. Cardinals 1-3-1. Bengals 0-5. It's the seventh time the Bengals are 0-5 since 1990. Think about that. They've started 0-5 seven times since 1990. Kyler looked uh, really, really good at this game at one point. He rushed for 93 yards, but he had this one scamper in the game for 24 yards late in the game. And it looked, I mean, he was scooting. It looked as fast as I've seen a player run in the NFL this year. I can't wait to find out. If he, like, eclipsed 22.5 miles per hour or whatever, he was flying. I wonder what kind of odds you could have got to say after five games the Cardinals would have a win and a tie. This is already a huge success for Coach Bro. Like, that was arguably one of the two or three worst teams in the league. And there are a lot of teams that are over right now. 
and the Cardinals have already notched a comeback tie and a win on the road. The Bengals, where what are the Bengals going to win? Now they do have one game with Miami. Okay. But so that's going to that's going to even out, right? And, and the Miami Jets obviously, the Jets and the Dolphins play each other twice cuz they're the same division. But man, I was so wanting there to be multiple Ofer teams in the NFL this year. And really, uh, it's not going to happen because Washington and Miami will play as well. Zach Taylor, the head coach of the Bengals, was asked in his uh, presser, you worried about this? And he said, not worried at all because I know that everyone on this roster and on this team believes in what we're doing here and what we're building here. I'm not worried at all. Okay. So interesting to see how that goes. Yep. All right. (laughs) Believe in that. The Bengals. Final game (laughs) to look at from yesterday. The Broncos beat the Chargers 20 to 13. Broncos 1 and 4. Chargers uh, 2 and 3. It was the first win for the Broncos. And I don't know if you guys saw this, but Vic Fangio was having the time (laughs) of his life. (laughs) You know, the uh, thing about the the Chargers is I kind of was thinking last year, I kind of farted around. I was like, hey, I think they could beat the Chiefs. And they couldn't. Uh, yesterday, Melvin Gordon got 12, uh, 12 carries for 31 yards. Oh, you so got to pay him big money. Got to give him the give give him him. big money that he needs. So there are three crap teams in the West in Kansas City. Are you guys okay with me still calling the Raiders a crap team, or are you all believers? Three and two now, sir. All right, but still a crap team. Raiders right? are a crap team. The rules, if their record you, is a winning record, you can't call them a crap team. Thank no, you, Ben. That's a crap team. <laughs> thank you, rules, dog. man. I didn't make the rules. I appreciate your work over there, Ben. I think yep, you're doing a good thank job. You. Thank you. All right, uh, how about this? I want to give somebody a chance to win $1,000. Do, do it. No, I'm not going to oh, do it. Do I'm going to wait. I'm going to oh, do it. Uh, I'm going to do it a little later. Why Coming wait? up next, what are the biggest concerns for the Cowboys? That's next. Thanks, Shippy. It's a and Skin Show 105.3 The Fan. Thanks for listening today. Uh, it's your chance to, I don't know, kind of vent and kind of get through this whole thing with the Cowboys losing to the Packers 34-24. And, you know, is the sky falling? Is this just a little negative trend? Are they, I mean, good news is they're about to play the Jets, and that's as close to an auto win as there could possibly be. And we know that the Cowboys will handle up against the lesser teams. We've We've now seen that a little bit, and we know that if they're playing the Dolphins uh, or the Redskins or the Giants, especially with Eli Manning, that they're going to be okay. Anything other than that, uh, <laughs> it might be a problem. I, I really expected this to be a bounce-back game. I, I, I wasn't necessarily worried about the Packers. I just felt like, okay, the Cowboys have they've been <laughs> – I mean, what, what they started off so freaking good, and mm-hmm. I was I was seriously sitting there thinking, man, they're the best team in the NFC, and now I just don't know what to think in that regard. Surely there's not any team running away with the NFC, but now they're definitely not as good as the Saints, and they're definitely not as good as the Packers. I think you could say that after taking two back-to-back L's. Yeah, and I think also even look at this game. They started off great. They shut the Packers down quickly got the ball, did whatever they wanted, and then had a freak turnover. And then after the freak turnover, the Packers marched it down and stuck it right up their butts. Like, all right, now we're down seven. Uh, all right, Packers stop them again, and then they march it down and stick it up their butts. This this game could have been so different, and they clearly have issues, but they're not season-ending issues, or I oh, will never get over this. They've, they have shot themselves in the foot. They talked about this last week. Back-to-back fumbles in the first half. That's probably the reason that they lost that game against the Saints. It put you in a bad position. You're not going to have three picks and not create any turnovers and win too many games. I would imagine, you know, Steven just 
kind of haphazardly go, hey, you lose 90% of those games. It's probably pretty damn close to that. There's probably very few opportunities to win games where you have three turnovers, especially against a team like that. It's not three turnovers against the Redskins. It's three turnovers against one of the five or six best teams in the NFC. You can't recover from those. No. Um, and I think about over the years, um, I think about the division game in 2016, the, the DAC interception to Micah Hyde, you know, the, on the kind of quick screen pass to to Beasley. Like, mm-hmm. you can't recover from shooting yourself in the foot like that. Mm-hmm. And there was other culprits. I'm not you know, calling out one person. You see, all those games that come up, these kind of big games, you can think about a few things that happen where you shot yourself in the foot, whether it's the Rams playoff game where not only could you not stop the run, but on fourth and one, you invited every person into the box and did what the whole world knew was going to happen. You know, and down by eight on fourth and one, you ran it right into little things like that. Do it, you're doing it to yourself, and that's a little harder to swallow. I think I feel a little better about it if it's like, all right, well, look, we just weren't good enough, and uh, we need to have a better roster. Man, this roster's ready to go. Uh, I think if uh, I know there's a lot of upset Cowboy fans, but if you don't think this roster is ready to go compete at a high level in the NFC where there is no runaway team, then I don't think you've been watching all of the NFL this year. I mean, you, if you go watch the Rams, Seahawks, Saints, Packers, you may say those teams are better than you right now, but they ain't much better than you right now. So I, I think that's the thing that you kind of look at. You just got to stop hurting yourself. Don't so hurt what yourself. are the areas of most concern? Of legit concern. Because for me, I'm definitely concerned about their run defense. Yep. And I don't know if it's the defensive tackles. I don't know if it's the linebackers being overhyped. I don't know if it's the scheme, if it's if it's Richard, if it's Marinelli. I, I'm very concerned about run defense. Run defense is probably my number one concern too, Ben. And then I would also say I, I, I just so miss having confidence that we, we would make field goals. And I really didn't have a lot of confidence last year. Because of the, he just felt like an off-brand kicker. And now, you know, it's like, dude, those are, I know he made some kicks last year. I know he made some good kicks last year, but I have zero confidence in that. And that was a luxury that we had for about five or six years, was knowing that your kicker was going to go out there and be absolute money. And it sucks to not have that. And I feel like elite teams do have that. So I'm like, okay, well, that takes you down a notch. But if you can't consistently stop the run, you're not going to win at a high level. I think what I think, I mean, it hasn't hurt you a ton. Like, there's just two kicks, three kicks that you've missed, I guess, this year. But I I fear it becoming a thing. <laughs> I fear the kicking becoming a thing. Do you have that many like, attempts this year? It's no, mostly been touchdowns. It's mostly been touchdowns. You haven't had that many. I fear that becoming a thing like it became in Chicago. Yeah. It becomes a thing. I don't right. need that being a thing. But it's run defense. It's the linebackers getting bodied up. And if that's because the defensive linemen were supposed to stop that from happening, but in general, Jalen and Layton didn't do a good job of getting to the mess. I'm not concerned about a long-term problem at linebacker. The, the, the defensive front we know about. And we've patched, been patching that position together for a long time, at least at one technique, uh, defensive tackle. I mean, we've talked about that for years. Mm-hmm. Going back all the way to Nick Hayden, the golden cock. <laughs> I mean, Antoine Woods, if he gets back, that'll help. But, you know, Antoine Woods is one of the guys that was involved in getting run over in the Rams game last year. Right. Christian Covington played a lot yesterday. Malik Collins played a lot. Tristan Hill only got 11 snaps yesterday, I found out. But they were non-impactful. Very non-impactful. Christian Covington wasn't great. You know, you know the defensive tackles, that, that that's a problem. Something, another area of concern is the health of the offensive line. Yep. Missing Tyron Smith. I mean, it, for those of you who think he's, uh, you know, that he's on the decline, I mean, that he's not that valuable. I mean, I've, I can remember folks talking about, 
Uh, oh, great. Uh, when can we get out of that Tyron Smith money? Let's let him go. Uh, you should slow your roll. Uh, Tyron Smith is still freaking dominant, and they miss him greatly. And I would say uh, Cam Fleming is a very big concern. If you have to have him out there, that's going to be very problematic. Uh, but in general, Brandon Knight, I thought was better. I thought Brandon Knight held his own, the uh, rookie undrafted free agent. He looked like he held his own probably better than Cam Fleming to me. Yeah, and I, I didn't really pay that much attention to him, and I know he came in later in the game. It is going to suck to have a week where you don't have Lyle and Tyron if indeed that's what you're looking at moving forward. That also brings up, as you're talking about the offensive line, one of the big disappointments about the turnovers and the way Rodgers played in the first quarter is you didn't get to utilize an area that you were going to dominate. Zeke had 62 yards on 12 carries for over five a pop, mm-hmm. and he looked good running the ball. They just didn't really get a chance to use him much. Maybe they yeah. would have used him more if they didn't turn the ball over so much. They but would have. If they weren't behind, then Zeke gets his normal 20 touches or so and, and runs, probably has 150 yards. And runs all over them. I mean, he looked like he was going to run all over them, but when things go off the skids, you got to adjust, and the Cowboys kept piling on the mistakes. The uh, In terms of concern, also, this is not a new concern. The Cowboys just aren't very good at getting turnovers. Right. It's just the reality of this thing, and I, I don't know how you change it. Do you have to – is it the scheme that, that makes guys not look for interceptions, or is it just the DNA of the player that makes them – that's just not their thing? I think, quite honestly, they probably need to do a better job of creating pressure. Uh, and that get, puts them in a better position to have some turnovers. And I do think there's the the playmaker in the defensive backfield. You know, those guys come up with plays, and it doesn't really appear that the Cowboys have any defensive playmakers like that. Yeah, they got guys that can cover, but they don't have playmakers. But it, you are your effort is helped whenever, like it. For example, the reason Sean Lee always had turnovers, it wasn't like he was doing some incredible plays. Usually, stuff that was popped up or. He was in the right position to do it, and the pressure led to those kinds of interceptions. Cowboys do have to get more pressure on the quarterback, I think. Yeah, and I thought they did a good job of it early in the game, but as the game went on, you didn't see a lot of pressure. Right. But we also saw Rodgers slow down, so maybe putting pressure on Roger might not have uh, Rodgers might not have been a great thing because you know the Cow- Packers without Devontae Adams didn't have a ton of guys running open. I mean, I remember a few plays that were the head guys open. Uh, but that was kind of felt like it was deep in those long nine to twelve play drives, you know, mm-hmm. like where you know maybe guys are tired and and there's a couple of crossers where Allison and Jimmy Graham came open, but uh, that wasn't a concern all game long. Um, but I thought pressure was there, man, the first quarter and a half. He just handled it. He like, handled it incredibly. He handled it so well. So I'm not terribly concerned about that. Um, if it becomes a trend, you know, and continues to be a little bit of a trend like it has this year. But, like, you know, people are – a lot of attention is being paid to Tank. A lot of attention is being paid to Robert Quinn. Those are the guys you need putting pressure on the quarterback. And you're not getting much interior pressure, it doesn't look like, you know. I you're didn't – You're not seeing much up the middle. I, it was weird discussing all this before the season started, guys. I did not anticipate the Tyrone Crawford problem being as bad as it was. I didn't realize he was going to be compromised all year. Yeah, I'm trying to see. He played uh, – trying to get the snap counts because I saw it earlier. He He played 23 snaps yesterday. Okay which is quite a bit of an upgrade. A little bit less than half. And if that means that he doesn't need to play against the Jets, I would actually be okay with that and get ready for the Eagles because you have a bye week after the Eagles. Right. So if we need to manage him uh, and that's going to help the defensive line, then I'm all about him taking this week off. I know that's not how football works. You could Theoretically, you could stretch him out to where he plays 
against the Eagles, bye week, Giants, and then comes back, you know, and maybe you got him good and healthy for the second half. But I don't know if that would help that injury because I'm not a doctor. You know, something weird that was happening, just switching gears to the Packers side of things, was kind of watching the dynamic between Matt LaFleur and Aaron Rodgers, especially late in the game when, you know, they were trying to run off clock and Aaron Rodgers snapped the ball with 14 seconds left. Yeah. And then Matt LaFleur was trying to talk to him on the sideline, and it, they, it looks like LaFleur is younger than him. He's not. He's 39, and Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is 35. <laughs> but it looked like he had to, as delicately as possible, try to talk to Aaron Rodgers without having Aaron Rodgers getting pissed at him. Right. Uh, and it, I just would have died to have been able to hear what they were talking about. And that's been the thing this year, right, KT, is uh, clock game. management. And- so I thought it was a thing at first. Uh, and they're still they're still working it out, man. They're still getting through this offense, the clock management, and how they want to do things offensively as a whole, um, because it's been shaky. But pretty much every week they've gotten into it at some point, and <laughs> that was such a story going into the season. But now that it's happened so much, it's one of those things where I'm kind of like, I wonder if this is like good because Rodgers and McCarthy just at the end of their uh, at the uh, McCarthy's dying days, mm-hmm. there was no communication at all. So there was a press conference after the game, and Aaron, they were asking about, Aaron, what's the difference? And he goes, well, the difference is the culture. He goes, we have a coach who uh, allows us to express ourselves. Everyone's allowed to be themselves. So he's giving him credit and right. maybe kind of taking shots at McCarthy. Right. So maybe there's they're not as on the rocks as I thought they were. But I just I You do, see it. You see it on TV, though. I mean, yeah. I think Rodgers is one of those Rondo personalities where he's going to question and challenge every single thing and ultimately go rogue and do what he thinks it takes to win. And there's guys that are like that in every sport. Rondo was like that in the NBA. I think Roger, obviously Roger's more talented, but he's going to needle every coach that that coaches him. Can I do a quick Danica Patrick uh, yeah. observation? Yeah. I don't know if y'all saw where they had Jordy Nelson was mm-hmm. wearing Cobb's jersey. And you see Danica Patrick there, and I, I didn't even recognize her at first. I mean, we've we've uh, had her on the show before, and uh, she's just so tiny. It stands out, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, her biceps are bigger than her thighs now. Did y'all see how ripped she was in the arms? No. I just look at her as a person and think she's beautiful, probably. No, no she so is, I don't absolutely. really try to judge so her. You're out on her thighs. Oh, not judging. I'm just saying her biceps were like huge. I just try not to be overly critical of women's appearance because I think it's more about what's on the inside. What oh, was, it's all what's on the inside, homie. Okay, what was what was so funny that was on Ellen's phone that President George W. Bush was looking at? I think he was looking at, I think she had one of those privacy screens, and I think he was going, well, it's under that screen right there. I think he was asking Roy what was going to be on Sean and RJ in the morning. <laughs> no. It's coming up. Yeah. No. No. That's not it. it. Oh. All right, guys, it pays to turn it on, leave it on. Each hour, uh, you have a chance to win $1,000 just by listening to 105.3 The Fan. I think I'm going to do it right do here. It. I'm going to do it. All right. I don't think you're going to do it. He's not going to do it. I bet you won't. He's he's too much of a pee. The word for this hour is race. Oh, he did it. R-A-C-E. Right? Isn't that the word? I wouldn't wouldn't have gone with that word. I think I wrote that down right. Yes, the word is race. R-A-C-E. Text that into 72881 for your chance to win $1,000. Coming up next, we'll find out what's up on the nation right here on 105.3 The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.